The Hebrew Testament text this morning comes from the book of Isaiah, the 43rd chapter, starting at the 16th verse. It is part of the what is called the second book of Isaiah, a word to the people in exile, where the prophet speaks and reminds the people that while they live in exile, God is still God who keeps promises and promises to stand beside them. And in this text particularly, we see that God is the creator of all things, unchangeable in God's ways. Only the creation changes. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way by the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings out chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild animals will honor me, honor me the jackals and ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people. The people whom I formed for myself so that they might declare my praise. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When I was a young seminary student, I took lots of Christian education classes. Back then, I wanted to be a campus minister for college students. It never worked out for me to do that. The call was never confirmed by the community. But when you do that, you study lots of educational theory and how to teach children and youth and young adults. And one of the most profound things I ever learned there about teaching the Bible was, as far as children are concerned, it is sufficient to just teach them the story of the Bible. And we often in Church circles get caught up in, well, how should we interpret them to, to interpret it to them? What should we tell them about the stories? How should we make sure that they're on the right path to know what we believe? And this theory says, no, don't worry about that. Until they're in about sixth grade, just teach them the stories. And I go back to that often because sometimes in the church we get so caught up in trying to say the right thing or believe the right thing. It's called orthodoxy. That we forget the beauty of the story itself. So today I just want to tell you the story. In John chapter 12, you can read it for yourself if you'd like. But listen as I tell you about a time when Jesus had been working hard. He was exhausted. His friends were exhausted. And he knew that the hardest time of his life was coming quickly. According to the chronology of John's text, Jesus very shortly would enter Jerusalem in triumph and leave as a dead criminal. 
And so his friends, Mary and Martha and Lazarus, people whom he loved and spent great time with and enjoyed company with, threw him a dinner party. Do you ever have one of those days, you know? One of those weeks, one of those months, one of those seasons when it just felt good to spend some time with your friends around a meal, chatting, enjoying each other's time together. So Jesus goes to Mary and Martha and Lazarus' house and dines with them. And he brings his other friends because Jesus never went anywhere alone. They know something's wrong. They're stressed out. They're tired. Jesus keeps doing crazy things like heading to Jerusalem even though he knows the Jewish council wants him dead. And if they follow him, what does that mean for them? Yes, it will be good to have a meal together, to just dine Relax and enjoy each other's company. And you know, they're in the home of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. We know those characters. Mary and Martha, those two women that fight all the time, try to get Jesus involved in their family fights. One working hard in the kitchen, one sitting at his feet, soaking up every word that he says. And their dear brother Lazarus, who was dead and is now alive. (laughs) They're eating together. And in the midst of all of that, Mary comes and breaks their prized family possession a bottle of perfume. An ounce or two this big, a year's salary. 20, 30, thousand dollars right here. It was handed down to them, you know. They don't have that kind of money, but their whole inheritance, everything they've ever had in one little jar. And I tell you that she spilled it, but spilled it makes it seem like it was an accident. No, she broke that jar and poured it all over Jesus' feet. And started to weep. As she massaged his feet and wiped them with her hair. Her hair, her beautiful, long, uncovered hair. Unheard of for a woman to do such a thing. To touch a man, to uncover her hair in front of a man. What a harlot she must be. And it was a sweet smell 
a good smell, a beautiful smell that filled the whole house. (laughs) You know, the other guests at the dinner party, they didn't know what to do. They're looking around and thinking, this chick is whack. Except for Judas, of course. And you know Judas. We've spent time with Judas. Everybody knows what a cheapskate that guy is. Put him in charge of the finances. (laughs) The church treasurer, if you will. Always watching every penny the gang spent. He was only right to point out thirty, forty thousand dollars of oil like that that could have been sold, used to help the poor. It's a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for the homeless. It's a lot of baby formula. A lot of diapers. Jesus says this odd thing, the poor you will always have with you. What does that mean? Yes, we know there's always poor, so why bother? Oh, maybe that's not what he meant after all. The poor you will always have with you. They'll always be here. That doesn't mean we need to give up on them. And all the time while this is going on, Mary sits at his feet, weeping, washing, Do you think she really knows something about what's happening in Jesus' life more than perhaps his buddies, the disciples, know? It feels like she's getting him ready for something. We know he's God's anointed. Now she anoints him, but for what? For what? This is a moment. It seems critical in our lives. You ever have one of those where you look and feel and sit in a time and you think something more is going to happen here? This is a time I need to remember. Because later on I'm going to look back on it. important this washing Jesus feet this taking care of God's anointed one this anointing what exactly is in store where exactly is this Jesus going what is 
God's plan for this. Yes, this seems like an important moment. People will remember Mary and what she's done. And all for going to a dinner party. Because we were tired and hungry and wanted some time together. That's a good story, isn't it? Isn't that a good story? Thanks be to God. Amen.